other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. The challenge in interviewing someone like Jeffrey Lickman is that eventually, no matter how long these interviews go, the time that we have together is finite. And yet his opinions and the things that he has opinions about are infinite. So the challenge then becomes almost like triage. How do you choose what to focus on when someone has a relatively well-informed opinion on everything and someone who's so compelling to listen to on the radio, even his staunchest critics say, I can't stand any the guy says, but he's just so engaging and so entertaining, I can't stop listening. He is, if you're not familiar with him, a veteran criminal defense attorney, one of the best in the business. I've seen him in action, and he gets better with every criminal case. If you're a criminal and you have the money, definitely keep him high up on your speed dial. And he's also developed a whole new legion of fans that are not criminals, at least not all of them, as the host of Beyond the Legal Limit, a terrific podcast. Very pleased to welcome back to the program, Jeffrey Lickman. Jeff, it's great to talk to you again. Thanks so much for having me on again, Frank. How was your uh, George Washington's birthday observed? Was Is that today? It was It was Monday, yeah. Monday, yeah. Um, I worked. <laughs> so, did, yeah. so did I. <laughs> Imagine that. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. People that work for somebody else, that work for the man, they love this day. It's a big deal for them. It's an opportunity to sit home and sleep all day. People like me who actually pay the salaries, I worked all day uh, from the moment I woke up, uh, you know, all the way through the end of the day because I have to pay their bills. So I don't appreciate a day like this. It makes my life harder. I'm Sorry, sure George I'm Washington. sure the heirs of George Washington are just devastated. Exactly. All right. Um, I want to pick your brain on a few items in the news that I'm curious about your opinion on uh, a few items. I know your opinion on. But first, let me begin with this uh, story that you're involved in, a case that you're involved in that has gotten an enormous amount of attention, as so many of the cases that you're involved in tend to do. This ex-doctor is charged with manslaughter in a New York woman's suicide. Uh, people may have seen the article in the New York Times, but there's this former doctor, Stephen Miller, who's 85 years old. He's from Arizona, and he's now facing a manslaughter charge in New York for his role in the suicide of a woman who died in a Hudson Valley motel room in November. What is the story with this here? Um, I know he's pled not guilty. I know he was arraigned in Ulster County and uh, released on a a million dollars bond. Give us the latest uh, on this case, Jeff. What are the stakes here? Well, let me tell you, first thing is, although he was arrested in Arizona and released on bail there, he then voluntarily agreed to come to New York to face the charges there. And there was another bail uh, application that, that had to be made because the government refused to consent to bail, even though he had voluntarily shown up in court. So it was a terrifying uh, bail argument for me because if I lost, he surely would be dead before there was a trial. Mm. He's 85. He's not well. He weighs about 130 pounds. And the one week that he spent in jail in Arizona before I was representing him, he lost eight pounds. So it was a, a, a scary moment for me knowing that I wasn't playing on my home court. I'm up in uh, in Kingston, 
and uh, the government is asking for detention. And it was a close one, and I was terrified. If I lost, he's dead. But we prevailed, and, and I would say that it was about as ugly and bloody of a bail hearing as I've had in years. I mean, I just mauled the prosecutor because I was angry. I mean, how can you suggest that the man is a flight risk when he voluntarily right. flew from Arizona to New York for that appearance? Um, and then today, what I can report is we received an offer of a no-jail disposition. Oh, well, so uh, so now is this doctor, Dr. Stephen Miller, is he like a Dr. Kevorkian type that participates in these physician assisted suicides all the time and on some high ethical ground? Um, You know, look, Kevorkian really thumbed his his uh, is in the eye of of the man, so to speak, by saying, I'm going to do it. I don't care that it's illegal. I'm going to keep doing it until you put me in jail forever. Uh, Miller's not like that. He belongs to uh, an advocacy group in Arizona, a death with dignity type of group where they look at many states in the country and soon it'll be New York. Allow for people that are very ill uh, to take their own lives instead of having to suffer and burden their families and have a miserable last 15 or 20 years of their lives or have dementia and they're never going to get better. I mean, this is uh, the way. Many civilized uh, parts of the world, including a lot of Europe, not to suggest they're more civilized than us, um, but eventually it'll be the law in New York. He's done this a few times. Uh, I don't believe that he was assisting in the suicide here. I think he was really just providing uh, counseling. Um, it's different than you know actually helping somebody kill themselves. Um, but it's a close call in New York. You know, I look at Ulster County, and it's not the same as New York City. Mm-hmm. It's not as... Uh, as liberal, as progressive, so to speak, where people might have a little more patience for that type of behavior. They may not have it in, in Kingston. So we were you know, pretty over the moon today to find out that they were seeking suddenly no jail when just a matter of days ago they were seeking to have him detained, which would have surely killed him. So it's an odd uh, change of, uh, of plans very quickly for the government. But I'm happy that it's going to work out. Absolutely. Well, con- congratulations. And as you said, it seems like just a, a matter of time before it's the law in New York that you can have physician-assisted suicide. So it seems like such a, a questionable use of prosecutorial discretion to use the resources of the uh, prosecution on this one 85-year-old doctor. Seems like a, a real shame. But uh, again— and You know but- what, Frank? If, mm. if I can just add, it really does say positive things about the district attorney's office up there. Because they felt they had to prosecute this. Uh, You know, look, you can't just have people running around helping people kill themselves. So I understand why they brought the case and the fact that they could see the larger picture and realize that he didn't need to die in prison. Mm. It really does say a lot about the fairness in that office. And frankly, I was stunned. Well, that's uh, terrific. That's that's something. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with Jeffrey Lickman. You can check him out regularly on the Beyond the Legal Limit podcast. Let me ask you about another case that you're involved in. And this has to do with skunk spray. There were thousands that were protesting outside of Columbia University against the campus treatment of pro-Palestinian groups. This was a rally led by a uh, pro-Hamas group called Within Our Lifetime, which has openly endorsed and celebrated October 7th. We're not talking about a group that says Israel's gone too far or Palestinians have a right to exist, just don't kill any innocent uh, innocent uh, civilians. They have openly celebrated what went on on October 7th. 
you're representing one of the students who's accused of releasing a skunk spray at this Hamas rally on campus. What can you tell us about this case, Jeff? First of all, it was an illegal Hamas rally. The groups that that led it were banned from campus. But, you know, as Palestinian and terrorist supporters, they don't care. American laws don't mean anything to them. School laws don't mean anything to them. All that matters to them is kill the Jew. And that's exactly what they were doing at this um, rally, was calling for the destruction of Israel and the genocide of Jews. So uh, it's alleged that my client and another person uh, released, I think it was described by the victims, and of course these are pro-Hamas people, which means they have to lie about everything. If you're willing to lie about the Holocaust, if you're willing to lie about what happened on October 7th, where they say that no civilians in Israel were killed, you're certainly going to lie about what happened when supposedly some smelly spray was sprayed near you outside. Uh, One of the terrorist supporters said that uh, it was an endocrine disruptor. It was a bioweapon. It was a chemical weapon, you know, basically making things up. And until they're stopped, the Palestinian supporters, they're just going to keep lying. And the lies are going to get bigger. So there has been no arrests. Um, uh, Our clients have been uh, basically told to stay away from campus. I can tell you this, Frank. I'm waiting for the criminal charge because mm-hmm. if there is a criminal charge and I would say this to Alvin Bragg, you're going to lose and you're going to lose bad and you're going to get embarrassed. But there, there will not be a victory in that case. The case is ridiculous and stupid. And Columbia has let these types of violent and there have been much violence against Jews on campus. Columbia is one of the worst, most anti-Semitic uh, schools in the country. And it's been that way for decades. They let these people in. They don't come to the school to learn. They come to advocate for Hamas for terrorism, and, and just so and it's a disgrace that it's so close to it's so close to ground zero, and we're letting this happen. Just so I'm clear, how exactly did this student retain you? Did he retain you under the uh, assumption that he would be charged with a crime? Was he arrested before being charged? How did hasn't he come? Hasn't been charged. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been charged, but you know you. But got, was he arrested? Uh, like, how did he, he know to get a criminal defense arrested. attorney? The school, um, you know, basically said that they were bringing uh, charges against him, school charges. There was discussions in the media that the NYPD were investigating. He came to me. I was happy to represent him. I'm proud to represent him. And, um, you know, look, you know, these terrorists think they can do this in New York and they can get away with it. You know, just as I said, so close to ground zero, they can call for the destruction of America, the destruction of, of Israel. And the reason they can get away with it is because there are so many leftists in this disgusting city that we call our home, and they allow this stuff to happen. I can tell you this. If there's criminal charges, they're not going to have that anymore. They're going to have to face me, and I'm telling you, it is gonna be, it's going to be an ugly bloodbath. Uh, uh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Um, uh, let me pick your brain on the election. Obviously, it, really, we're coming into the home stretch now. It seems like this campaign's been going on for eight years, and in many respects it has. But uh, now it looks like the Republicans, I know Nikki Haley's still in the race, but it look, looks like uh, Trump is the nominee. Biden uh, will come back to his recent issues in a second. 
second. But at this point, he doesn't seem to be facing any serious opposition for the Democratic nomination. You were uh, a critic of a lot of different things about Trump, but you, you know, you've praised him for uh, all sorts of other things, uh, killing um, Soleimani and a number of other items, both while he was president and, uh, you know, and since then. Where do you see this election going at this point as an analyst, as somebody that follows uh, political uh, races pretty closely and has a pretty good track record of predicting them? Where do you see this going? You know, it's almost impossible to think that Joe Biden could have won in 2020. It's almost impossible to think that somebody who was such a failed president who has basically destroyed our country by letting in millions and millions of illegals into the country. You know, Frank, there's been I think I read 20,000 Chinese nationals that have come into America from October to now. There were 450 in the year 2022, and there was just 20,000 in the past few months. These people are not coming from Mexico because they live there. They're being shipped here to come into our country because our administration, our president, is keeping the front door open, the back door open, all the doors open. These Chinese are not here out of goodwill. They're spies. You've got terrorists. You've got single adult males from every Muslim terror state that exists that's coming into this country. How Joe Biden can even have a chance to win this election is is completely puke-worthy to anybody with a brain. But I'm afraid, and I do believe, that Donald Trump is exactly the guy that lost the last election and is going to lose this one as well. And part of it, forget the fact that he's unstable and the things that come out of his mouth are frankly idiotic. I and mean, we have all these major issues going on the last couple of days. And he's selling gold sneakers at SneakerCon. I mean, this is not a serious guy. And we really need serious people right now. But, you know, the, the thing that you asked me is where do I think this is going right. to go? Uh, yeah, as Rumsfeld used to say, you go to war with the army you got, not the one you wish you yeah. had. So these are the candidates right. we have. Where does the election go? You know, I think that Trump is going to lose. And, and it's it's horrifying to me because... You know, I think that we really can't afford another four years of 10, 15 million illegals into the country. And one of the reasons I think he's going to lose, and I thought that he would lose, is because of these uh, criminal and civil trials that he's got lined up. He's got one now starting in, what, a month, and it's going to last six weeks? He's got to sit there for all of six weeks while this goes on, while there's jury deliberations, uh, while there's uh, jury selection, which is going to take forever. And instead of campaigning, he's going to be sitting in a courtroom on a, frankly, a ridiculous criminal case that should never have been brought. And this is the kind of stuff And I would say to the Trump supporters that are listening, and I know there's many, you know, this is not going to cause independence to vote for Trump. They're going to be disgusted by some of the stuff they hear. Uh, certainly his behavior has, has been erratic of late. I mean, look, Frank, respectfully, he's got a lawyer that represented him on the E. Jean Carroll case, who I am certain has never tried a federal case in her life. She's an absolute jawbone of an ass, this uh, Helena Baba. She's an idiot. But this says something about his, his judgment. Who on earth would hire a woman like that, an idiot like that, to represent him she lost every single thing, $85 million. Frank, I can tell you this. I was in front of Judge Kaplan a couple of days after that. Guy treated me, couldn't have been nicer to me. I have no <laughs> doubt that if I was representing Trump, instead of $83 million, it would have been $10 million. And instead, that's why he's selling sneakers. Sure. That's why he's begging for money. It's distracting, and he's not going to be able to leave the country or even give himself a fair chance 
to win the election because he's just going to be in court fighting. That's why we needed somebody different. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's talk about these Trump civil judgments from a legal rather than a political perspective for a second. Help folks understand. So he's got this $355 million judgment uh, from the Letitia James suit from uh, Judge Engeron because he supposedly inflated the value of his properties. He's got the $85 million defamation judgment against, uh, you know, E. Jean Carroll. Just in terms of the mechanics of this, how much does he have to pay and when? I've seen a lot of different things in the media that he's got to have get a bond, uh, that he's got to pay a great deal within 30 days. He's got to he put doesn't some... have the money. So Let's if he doesn't have the money, clear. what happens? What happens? He's, he's going to have to bond it. And he's first of all, it's, it's whatever the money amount is, it's 355 plus the 85, I guess. Um, he's got 9% interest on some of that 355 going back to 2019. It's more like $450 million plus the $85 million. He's going to have to get someone to bond it. He's going to have to put up either properties or cash. Um, I mean, this is a disaster if he loses. And look, I hate Trump. Okay, let me just say this. I hate Trump. I hate him. I can't stand him. And the reason I can't stand him is because I knew that he was going to lose in 2020 because he wasn't focused enough. He wasted the four years. And I'm convinced he's going to lose again. That's the main reason why I hate him is because he's allowing Joe Biden, perhaps not that Joe Biden's going to live for two full terms, but he's allowing the Democrats, the leftists, to destroy the country. But what's happened to him? Well, that's a similar argument to what Nikki, Nikki Haley has been has made. Just exactly well, what please, you just said. Well, but, I hate <laughs> the thought of being in the same boat as her. I can tell you this: it's not fair. And I and I'll say this: Did he break the law? Yes. Did he break the law? Yes. You know who also broke the law? How about how about uh, Bill Clinton when he said under oath that he didn't have sex with that woman? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was perjury. You don't have to charge everybody with every possible crime just because you can. There is a thing called prosecutorial uh, discretion, and that's what they did. Uh, Clinton was not charged criminally. He was open and shut, finished criminally. He had no leg to stand on with that answer. But the the, the wisdom prevailed. And with regard to Trump, look. <laughs> This case in New York is a joke. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. He was getting extorted by these women, and he had to pay them off. And then instead of writing in his in his uh, records, pay off to whores, he said that he was uh, paying back Michael Cohn uh, for legal fees. You know what, Frank? With all respect, I can't stand Trump. This is an evil political trial, period. That's it. There's no, there's no two ways about it. But- and it's going to tie him up for six weeks. When he should be campaigning, it is election interference, and I know that he broke the law. But you can't tell me, well, he broke the law, therefore he has to go to trial. No, it's not how it works. Not every case is indicted. But, Jeffrey, understanding the um, the situation in that Alvin Bragg case and understanding he may not be able to come up with uh, that kind of money, uh, and I know he says he's going to appeal the judgment in the Engoran case. What does that mean? When would an appeal be heard, and how much is it likely that he could see the size of that judgment reduced? 
I think that there's a decent chance, but it could take years for this appeal to be heard. Um, you know, it could take, you know, that's not the point of the case. The case was brought to, to hobble Trump uh, for the election cycle. Two years from now, when this thing is decided, no one's going to care anymore. It's going to be over because the damage that was intended has been inflicted. Um, I do think that uh, the judgment was too high. Um, I understand what he did was illegal. Uh, just because other people do it doesn't make it right. It was illegal. This is how Trump does business. He cheats and, and steals every opportunity he can, like many other people that are in business. Uh, but to charge him the way they did was absolutely political. You would have to be blind to, to suggest otherwise. And I can't stand Trump. But the truth is, it's unfair. The same thing with the case in, in Georgia. Now, look, the case in Florida, again, he's guilty. Did they have to bring it? You know what? In that case, he kept on abusing the prosecutors. They were subpoenaing him. He was not responding. They gave him every opportunity uh, to respond. He refused to give the records back. That one, I can at least say, is probably a fair trial. The one in D.C. is a joke. You know, come on, give me a break. Uh, you know, the insurrection. Charge the guy with insurrection. Right. Charge him with treason. Charge him with sedition. Don't do this BS because you just want to tie him up. The one in Atlanta? Are you kidding me? Look, 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 look what they put on the stand. That slop, that Fannie Willis, who walks in while her prosecutor, while somebody on her team is arguing to keep her off the stand, she walks in with her dress, her pink dress on backwards, and says, mm, mm, mm. I'm going to testify because you're lying on me. First of all, she can barely speak English. She doesn't know the law. She said that she's not a hostile witness when all she did was fight every single question. She doesn't even understand what that means. She does, she's been to Belize, but she doesn't know which side of the planet that it's on. Frank, listen, you get into a plane and you fly for three hours. I'm going to tell you, Fanny, that means you are not in Australia. That means you are not in Africa. Okay. That means you're probably pretty close to home. So, Jeff, a lot this of folks. level of stupidity. It, she doesn't have checks. Frank, listen, if you are a district attorney in this great country, there aren't that many, and you're the DA of one of the the biggest counties in the country, I think that at a bare minimum, you should have to have a check. A check. She doesn't even have a checking account. She keeps cash. No, that's the way we do it. That's the way my daddy. Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. It's an affront to anybody with a brain in their head. This is disgusting slop that brought the case against him. So, Jeff, a, a lot right. of folks. And she slept. And she slept with the prosecutor who's never even done a RICO case in his life. He's a jawbone of an ass, too. Look at him. He just sits there with a blank look in his face, staring into, into the ethers. And this is the guy that's prosecuting the case? Are you freaking kidding me? It's not right. Liberals, what I'll say to you is this. You can hate Trump all you want, but you have to love America more. I love America more, and I hate Trump as much as anybody. Jeff, last question about this, because this. I want to make sure I can ask you about the – we have time to go into the Middle East. But the last question about this Georgia situation is a lot of folks said even if she's removed from the case, even if Nathan Wade is removed as the special prosecutor, the charged conduct can still go to trial. How do you see that playing out from a, a criminal defense perspective? Do you see this being tried in another jurisdiction? Do you see another special no prosecutor being brought in or do you see this whole no. case going away i think the case very well may go away you cannot find two bigger idiots than this wade 
and this what you're talking about, Willis. You cannot possibly find people that are this stupid, the two of them together. <laughs> the, guy, the guy's a slip and fall lawyer, and all of a sudden he's doing criminal RICO cases. And what was most distressing to me was watching the cross-examination of Willis and the lawyer, the, 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 the woman lawyer, couldn't ask a, a leading question. Finally, the judge says, if you want her to answer, ask a leading question. I guess when you spend all your time on Instagram, promoting your law firm as opposed to actually learning how to ask questions you forget that when you're cross-examining a witness you're allowed to lead this is it's very frustrating you know it's interesting i've seen you in a couple of rico cases and uh i i've seen your adversaries in those cases i don't remember them ever bringing in a, a lawyer of nathan wade's specialty and experience to face off against you as the special prosecutor in any of those cases which was uh, which no, was interesting I get 10 harvard lawyers <laughs> exactly, every case exactly. and you know what doesn't make a difference you can have 20 of them and it won't make a difference um okay the uh the her report the special counsel in uh, the case of biden Putting aside his conclusion, which has obviously generated the most attention that uh, they one of the reasons they weren't going to bring charges is because Biden would come across to the jury as a well-intentioned old man with memory problems or elderly man with memory problems. He did lay out a couple of very serious transgressions, including him talking to the ghostwriter, meaning Biden talking to the ghostwriter, acknowledging the classified material is downstairs. What were your key takeaways with this her report, Jeff, and the uh, conduct that her outlined on the part of Biden. Well, compare this to Donald Trump. Uh, the, the report said that Biden committed crimes, but we're going to exercise prosecutorial, uh, our judgment, our discretion, and not charge Biden because he's an old man, old, feeble man. And of course, the, the Democrats are saying, oh, this is a Trump appointee and this is all politics. No, he actually criticized Trump and said the reason why Trump was charged in the missing documents case is because he flouted uh, the prosecutors and that Biden actually sat down and spoke to him. So it was a completely fair uh, report. In fact, they should have charged Biden. But this is what the Democrats do. It's the law. It's the law. And if Trump broke the law, then he has to be charged like the rest of us, except Joe Biden, who the special counsel said broke the law, and we're going to give him a pass. It's a disgrace. This is what we've done. We've allowed America to, to fall into the hands of leftists. We let the schools go to the hands of leftists, which is why, you know, two-thirds of, of people under the age of 30 support Hamas over Israel. That half of them think that the Holocaust was a hoax. You give the schools to the leftists, this is what they do. You give the justice system to the leftists, there is going to be two types of laws, one for the left and the hard stuff for the right. This is what it is. This is why I don't associate with liberals anymore. It used to be a joke, Frank. And I don't like liberals because they're idiots, because they're, they're disgusting. They're progressive jackasses. No, they're the ones responsible for destroying our country. I want nothing to do with you. All right. Um, that's it. We also saw charges for this uh, former FBI informant, Alexander Smirnov, who claimed that the Bidens were bribed $5 million each. And this was uh, part of the linchpin of the House Republican impeachment attempt against Biden. I, I, you know, one of the things that's really troubled me since I started paying attention to this stuff is how little oversight there is of FBI informants and cooperating witnesses 
witnesses and the kind of things they do. I mean, the rare thing about this is not that the guy was lying, but that he actually managed to get charged with a crime here. Do you think this case, uh, putting aside what you may think of the Bidens, do you think this case is an example that maybe these informants have been emboldened because of how the FBI treats them? Well, look, I mean, if you if you work with the government on a case, uh, they'll look past a lot of stuff. The only time uh, they get angry at you about lying is when you get caught and they have to turn it over to the defense. I mean, I've been cross-examining these garbage people for, for decades now. So, of course, they finally charge one for lying, but the only reason they did it uh, was to protect Joe Biden. God forbid they would do it in a case. I mean, I've caught how many, every witness that I cross-examined in Gotti, every witness that I cross-examined in Chapo, they were all caught lying. Was any of them charged? Of course not. Yeah. Uh, all right. The Middle East situation. Uh, we're seeing the um, uh, Tony Blinken say that uh, he wants to pursue a uh, uh, two-state solution. We're hearing that uh, Joe Biden and his administration is getting frustrated at Netanyahu's conduct of the war. Uh, we're hearing uh, ongoing negotiations for release of hostages and a ceasefire that don't seem to be going anywhere. How do you view the situation in Gaza at the moment? Where do you you see it going? Well, not surprisingly, uh, Biden sold out Israel. It didn't take too long. They're calling for a two-state solution. They're calling for Israel to not go into Rafah to actually finish Hamas off. I have a question, Frank. Two-state solution. One is Israel. The other one is this terrorist dump that is going to be run by who? Well, Hamas. Why Hamas? Because Joe Biden doesn't want Israel to finish off Hamas in Rafah. So if Hamas is left, they've said, as soon as we have an opportunity again, there's going to be many more October 7s. So how do you have a two-state solution when Hamas is permitted to stand? How do you have Israel withdrawing right now when Hamas is, is continue to stand? We know there's going to be more October 7s. And Israel wanted to put a barrier inside Gaza, like a, a security area, that would be a, a decent-sized area to prevent another October 7th. Biden said today, no, you got to put that in Israel, not in Gaza. So the, the entity that attacks Israel, massacres 1,200 people, rapes, burns, decapitates, steals babies after killing their parents, they're allowed to keep all their land, and the victim has to lose land because they have to protect themselves? If you're a Jew in America and you vote Democratic, I'd like to punch you in your face. Call me up. Come to my office. I will punch you in your face. Because you deserve it, because you're a capo. Anybody who could support this slop, I mean, it's absolutely disgraceful. Israel should be able to go in, finish it off. You could end, Frank, with not a single poor Palestinian being harmed. Hamas could have surrendered on October 7th. They could have not taken any hostages. They care so much about Palestinians with the crocodile tears now that they hid among the civilians because that was their only military tactic they can't fight israel evenly so what they do is they say look kill every one of these people that you can we're going to hide behind them and eventually eventually the useful idiots of the world will say israel you've got to stop this genocide meanwhile israel's saying what are we supposed to do we can't just flatten the place because you'll all cry we're trying to kill as many hamas as we can and not kill individuals we're giving them warnings we're giving them every opportunity meanwhile half the people killed are you know allegedly uh, civilians. But you know who was in on October 7th, Frank? Not just Hamas. Children, civilians. Even after all the destruction of Gaza, 80%, 85% of Gazans 
support Hamas. These are sick people. 98% of them in polls are anti-Semitic. This is not some kind of clean, decent people. These are satanic people that want to kill Jews. Ask them, where is the big uprising against Hamas? They allowed Hamas to destroy their homes. Where's the uprising? Where's the Arab Spring? Doesn't exist in Gaza because they're all Hamas. Jeffrey, as uh, as unfortunately always happens whenever we talk, we are out of time. I want to thank you for the uh, the very candid conversation. The next time we get you on the program, we're hoping to really get you to open up a little bit and not be so restrained in your commentary. Let's talk again soon. Thanks so much for having me, Frank. I really appreciate it. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, give me a call, 1-800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. If you are a criminal in need of representation, you can go to jeffreylichtman.com. Just a note that uh, Washington's birthday might affect the office hours that are listed on the website. Be aware of that. If you just want to listen to the podcast, you can go to beyondthelegallimit.com. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead.